It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! All right, everyone, welcome back. Here we go, another edition of Ears Up Podcast. Check us out. We're big people today. Some of us bigger than others, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Bev glared at me. How's everybody doing out there in podcast land? This is Jason, Ears Up Radio. We have uh, Terrence Conrad Green, <laughs> uh, Beverly, and, of course, the lovely Taryn. Hi, everybody. Can I get, like, a, um, what would it be, a... a- not a uh, an adjective on my name as well? Uh, yes. Yes, okay. I think you can. Um, confusing. Oh. Befuddling. Um, churro eating. Oh, we can go with that one. You want to do that yes, one? let's do that one. I, so how's it going to go? Name confusing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So People. it's like Terrence churro Conrad eating. churro eating green? I think it would be the churro eating Conrad slash Terrence. Terrence the Churro eating beast. That's not bad. That's not, not bad. bad. Churro beast. What? <laughs> CB, dude. CB. Conrad. Yeah, I'm not just a pretty fat face. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, true. That's true, babe. No matter what anybody tells you, that's true. <laughs> wow. Gosh. <laughs> anyway, everyone, welcome. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. We have a, a pretty good show for you, actually. I'm, I'm really uh, kind of excited about today's show. We're going to be talking about the history of uh, pirates of the Caribbean, Caribbean. Uh, that's a Terrence-led segment, which is pretty cool. We're also going to be rapping a little bit about um, – uh, we're going to start on the um, the dedicated windows mm-hmm. along Main Street. And uh, everyone knows – well, maybe everyone doesn't know. I don't know. But as you're walking down Main Street, on either side of, of the facade, there are dedicated windows to, you know, Disney legends, Disney Imagineers, and people who just made the park what it is. So uh, today we're going to start that off. And it's going to be a segment we just pepper in here and there. It's not going to be a whole thing because, let's be honest, talking about – uh, dead people can be kind of boring sometimes. So um, we're just going to, you know, throw it in whenever we can. So today, Terrence is going to um, uh, run with the, the uh, that segment of the show, and we're going to be talking about Elias Disney, right? Yeah. The first window. Very a- apropos. Very, very. You know? I'm um, excited about this segment. This is something I've been kind of looking forward to, but it's not quite enough information for an entire show, and so I'm glad we're kind of starting to fit this into various shows. I think it's going to be cool. Yeah, it, it's cool. It's just another layer of the park, man. And you know, um, as you as you roll through the park as many times as as we've been, not that we're something special, but you know, just as a as a fan of the park, you go and and you know, you kind of oh, I know the 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 basic lore of everything, and I know this, and I know this, and you know the the apartment, the Waltz apartment above the firehouse, and you know the, the kind of you know even deeper stuff, but. We don't really look at the um, at the at the windows a whole lot and kind of know who these people are and, and and their contribution to the park. Now, of course, Elias Disney, we all know his contribution. That's that's Walt's dad. But uh, you know, as we get deeper into this uh, topic, you know, we're gonna find uh, we're gonna find some cool stuff that uh, maybe we didn't know before. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm stoked about it. But uh, what I'm really happy about is <laughs> we're gonna be talking to uh, Howard from the Bay Lake Society and. Uh, because Taryn and I are planning our Walt Disney World trip uh, for in uh, September. Uh, I ran across the Bay Lake Society the, uh, online on Twitter, and basically they're just a, a group of 
uh, fans who like to just hang out and drink at the various establishments around Walt Disney World. And I thought, uh, yeah, that kind of fits us pretty, pretty good. Much. If yeah. we lived there, that's we would join this club. Oh, for yeah, sure. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so uh, Howard's going to come on and uh, just give us, uh, I think, maybe his top five or something of the coolest drinking establishments to go to. Because, let's face it, if we have to plan our trip 180 days out, uh, it's insane. You know, how do you know where to go uh, on what day? And, and, you know, we want to know the cool places to go have a, a cocktail or something. Yeah, for sure. And since we've already totally failed at that 180 days, yeah. we kind of need to drink some of those sorrows away. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we might as well do that in style. I have a feeling that we're going to be uh, spending a lot of time going, well, we're done with this land, um, <laughs> but we don't have a park hopper, so let's go. Well, get I don't know. Down. We've got some feedback that says that our our friend Mr. Blobbergop may have been wrong. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I don't know if a Canadian can ever be wrong. I don't know if that's true at all. We'll see. <laughs> um, anyway, you can find us on iTunes. You can rate us on iTunes, which is kind of cool. Please do that. Uh, it, it helps in, in ways I don't know about. Uh, tune in Radio <laughs> Stitcher, wherever greater podcasts are learned about. Uh, if we should be on a platform that we're not, please let me know. Uh, Jason at yoursuppodcast.com. Uh, we're on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're doing some pretty cool stuff. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, send feedback to Taryn at Up. Excuse me, hyphenpodcast.com. Compliments uh, go to Terrence at Ears Up Hyphen Podcast. Mm-hmm. If you want to say hi to Bev, she's hi. the the newest member of the uh, Ears Up team. So uh, you can send an email to Bev at Ears Up Hyphen Podcast.com. And everything else comes to me. I'm Jason. Has Terrence ever gotten any compliments? <laughs> I don't feel like he has. Have you? Oh. I'm sorry, friend. I didn't mean to bring that up. I'm going to send him one right Whatever. now. <laughs> I'm going to send him one right now. <laughs> Terrence. <laughs> Are you going to send it to me right now? I yeah. like Can I dictate it? <laughs> no. no. But you better get your email ready. Yeah. No, I'll get it later. I'll get it when I need it. Tomorrow <laughs> at work. There. Okay. And oh, that was a special moment. We were all we all got to be part send. of that. Oh, there you go, Terrence. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, you're welcome, man. Uh, don't forget to check out the blog for cool uh, Disneyland info. We're going to go through uh, a little bit of what's on the blog, I think, in the next show. But uh, the main thing, what we're doing right now is um, – you okay? There's a bug, and it was trying to go in my mouth. At least it wasn't your eye. Okay, great. That's true. Uh, that's true. Um, we're talking uh, about going through or running through every uh, full-length feature uh, theatrical release Disney animation film. From you know beginning to you know current, if we can. Um, so we've already done Snow White. Terrence has done Pinocchio. We're going to talk about that on the next show. But uh, if you want to check that out on the blog, please do so. And we're just writing down our thoughts. Taryn and I tried to watch uh, Fantasia today, and we both fell asleep. So it's, um, hard. it's tough. And we'll talk about it. We'll yeah. talk about it. Uh, not in this show or the next show, but maybe the next group of shows. Uh, but anyway, follow along, and uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, you can uh, give us your thoughts on these shows too. Um, support us, please. We need it. We we love support. Um, you know, we're just like ergonomic chairs. Okay. Um, shop uh, via Amazon. Uh, we have an Amazon link on the website. Check that out. We have recurring donation uh, capabilities. So if you guys want to reoccur reoccurly donate, you can do that or throw us a one time you know buck a show kind of a thing. Please do that. That does help. We are actually pouring some of that money into some merchandise. Yes, so many of you have uh, been starting to. To donate, and it, it really does show. We've saved up all our uh, shekels, and uh, we're, we're we're working on a, a, a shirt. I think it's gonna be pretty cool. I this think it's gonna be awesome. Be, yeah, you guys, we've all seen it. It's it's pretty cool. We have a really great artist doing some work for us. So, 
Uh, yeah. Um, you can also buy some cub ears. Go to get cub ears, C O V E E, oh, excuse me, C O V E A R S dot com. Get cub ears. They're stretchable designer covers for your Mickey Mouse ears on your Mickey Mouse hat and uh, switch them up and, you know, be cool, man. All right, Taryn, it's your big moment. Feedback. Feedback. Uh, we've got our first one. We have a lot this time, which is great, but our first one's from Michael. Uh, he says, do you announce somewhere what time your live shows are? Sorry if that's a dumb question. I've only ever heard you all through the archives at my old job. Now I can't listen at work anymore and want to listen live sometimes. Okay, thanks, bye. <laughs> um, so we're live. We're live now. now. We don't, I mean. <laughs> Do we put on social media that we're recording? No, I used to, and then I stopped because I just think it got away from me. Um, but I need to start building the live stream pages earlier and announcing that on Facebook and stuff. So I don't really have an answer. I mean, the answer, Michael, is no. Uh, but the follow-up to that is I'm trying. I will start, uh, I will start, um, Doing and that tra- a little bit, be a little better at that. Yeah, I try and put on Instagram. I didn't today, um, but I I usually will do something around like I try and do it around like four or five o'clock on Instagram the day that we're kind of that we're going to record, and it'll usually say something like tune in at seven thirty or something. So mm-hmm. I try to give people a heads up, but yeah, we could probably do a little bit better. Yeah, it's mainly my fault. I'm I'm in charge of doing the uh, you know live stream and stuff, so my bad. But, uh, yeah, we'll give it a shot, man. Usually it's – you can count on once a month maybe or so we're recording. So, uh, anyway, you'll figure it out. Um, speaking of merchandise, oh. I did – well, sorry, go ahead. Oh, there's more feedback. Yes. Okay, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Um, the next one is from our friend Clayton. Uh, Clayton. He, he has yes. written into the show before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm just going to read it straight. I don't know a lot of the words, but okay. I'm going to say All that right. ahead of time. Hi. Dear Almost Terrence. <laughs> I like your things. Just weird things that your brain does to you. I get it. Regarding the added buoyancy of carbonated water, I believe this is inaccurate. The buoyancy and the ability to propel one's body, I believe, comes from the cohesiveness of water molecules to other water molecules. If you're forcing CO2 molecules in between the H2O molecules, then you've lost that cohesion and therefore have made the water thinner, so to speak, in that resistance you rely on to float as well as propel you across the water oh. would be lacking and it's insufficient. So this is uh, in response to your think, your new segment called Terrence Thinks, where you pondered that if you carbonated pool water, if you could float easier. Yes. Okay. And do you understand what he's saying, why you cannot I do. do that? Okay. It would, I mean, I don't understand like the molecule part, but I well, get... Well, we're all comprised of these little tiny... Yeah, I, I've heard this before, but oh, okay. it doesn't make any sense to me because okay. I don't feel like a molecule. Or well, a not, bunch you're, of you're different molecules. Yeah, you're, you're a ton. <laughs> no, I know, but yeah, so like yeah. it doesn't really it doesn't make right. it doesn't make sense to me. But I do understand what he's saying that actually instead of making you float more, it would make you float less because the yeah. water is thinner because it's sharing molecules or something. Yeah, you're sharing. You're basically displacing a lot of water with bubbles, I guess. There's more. Okay, great. <laughs> As regards a hot day, though, the bubbles releasing from solution. From solution from the water might prove a significant cooling effect illusion on your skin, which might be rather enjoyable, except for those hyper-ticklish people. They might just die of giggles and overstimulation. And then he says, bon nuit. And I don't know what that means. Yeah, and, he says, uh, and he signs it Clayton with all the feelings. Okay, great. Okay. It's Clayton. Yeah, thanks, Clayton. So I can't say that helps clarify things, but mm-hmm. I think that you might be right. I think, uh, look, if you're going to take away one thing from this, 
is that it wouldn't work. That's what I got out of yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. That's the main No matter takeaway. what. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I don't feel like you need to know why because you're not going to try it anyways. It, yeah, well, no. I also <laughs> really want to try it. Yeah, you, you won't. I got a kiddie pool. It's true. Somebody buy me 45,000 cases of Pellegrino. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the next one is a little bit long, but it's got some really awesome things. Uh, okay. Hi, Jason and Taryn and Terrence. I'm going to add and Bev. Thank you. <laughs> um, it's me, Pink Bunny. Oh, Pink Bunny. Yeah, she's a friend of ours on Twitter, um, and she's a little Pink Bunny. <laughs> yeah. That's all you need to know. Literally a stuffed Pink Bunny. Yeah, she's great. Um, couple of positive comments on your last couple shows, which I loved. Jason's DCA parking lot comment made me laugh because John Hench, a Disney Imagineer, allegedly said, I liked it better when it was a parking lot when DCA opened. Huh. It's probably um, apocryphal. Which I had to look up. She, <laughs> Pink Bunny is very smart. Um, which means doubtful authenticity, although widely circulated as being true. That's what that word means. Okay. Um, but it's Thank a funny you. quote nonetheless. Uh, someone asked about stuff to do for your birthday at Disneyland. So this was a feedback from, I think, the last show. Yeah. And uh, the and show before, I think, too. Yeah, it's there may have been pieces. a couple. Yeah. And so she has a really great idea. Okay. Um, uh Ride the birthday rides. Alice in Wonderland, Haunted Mansion, and the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh all have birthday scenes. Oh. And she said, I did this last year on my birthday. Kind of a fun-themed thing to do. Totally awesome idea. idea. Yeah. 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 Never occurred to me, but I love it. Yeah. Um, Jason, I love Snow White, too. This is in reference to us watching Snow White. Okay. And not just because she's a brunette, although that's a point in her favor. No offense, Taryn. (laughs) Um, I love her strength and resilience, and I love that after the Huntsman warned her... Uh, warned her off her near assassination. She's like, whatever. I'll just shack up with these dwarves and make the best of it because the queen has a hit out on me. Yeah. You go, girl. <laughs> Wait, roll with the punches. <laughs> That's what I think, too. I yeah. think she was strong. Terrence disagrees because Terrence hates women. <laughs> oh! Yeah. Oh, no. Inappropriate. Yeah. Um, couple of Walt Disney World trips. Not that I'm an expert, she says. Uh, Taryn, if there are dining reservations you want, keep checking because there are cancellations. In fact, Disboards has a whole thread on cancellations, so if someone is canceling a reservation, you can snap it up, nice. which is really cool. I love when Disney fans stick together. Um, number two, I would strongly disagree with the nice man who said you shouldn't <laughs> get park hoppers. Everyone has <laughs> the nice man. I know. I thought that was so cute. Uh, well, she is a little pink bunny. That's true. He is a nice man. Yeah, he and he is a nice man. Um, everyone has different opinions and experiences, especially about uh, Walt Disney World. But I love having a park hopper. Uh, if you've done, if you're done with one park, and my personal opinion is that Animal Kingdom is a half-day park, although others feel differently, you can hop to another park. Plus, you can take advantage of the late-night extra magic hours at whichever park has it. As a young couple with no kids, it's so easy to hop, she says. Um, well, she loves hopping. <laughs> get it? You get it? Um, I, th- I think you should at least give yourself the option. Again, that's my opinion, and I've only been to Walt Disney World twice, so what do I know? Really. Lastly, I can't believe – oh, I love this part. Lastly, I can't believe you don't like the music for Paint the Night. I had to download it the next day. I loved it so much. Oh. I know. Worse. <laughs> Worse portion. I cannot agree with her on that oh, one. Pink bunny. But... <laughs> well, she's very small. She doesn't necessarily understand. That's true. Yeah. And it is very dancey music, and I kind of feel like a pink bunny likes to dance. So. Yes, I would say so. Yeah. Um, love your podcast. Hope the wedding planning is going well. Thank you very much, pink bunny. Okay. Awesome. Is it, is it going well? <clears throat> sure. It's, it's going. going. It's going <laughs> fine. <laughs>
Um, and that's it for feedback this okay, week. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Well, You're welcome. Uh, the bon whatever is apparently good night in French. Oh, well, yeah. that's good. I'm glad it's not like a bad word. No. <laughs> We're teaching people that's weirdness. A horrible salutation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I wanted to bring this thing up regarding merchandise uh, before anybody kind of sees it online or whatever. So there's another there, – shockingly, there's another Disney podcast out there, and I don't want to <laughs> mention their name. But uh, apparently they're uh, – so our logo is a, a throwback to the Disneyland marquee, and Taryn did it, and I think she did a great job. But there's another podcast out there that apparently is uh, uh, using it as a T-shirt design for their logo now, um, which I feel like that's – I don't know. There's enough uh, Disney things out there. First of all, you guys take everyone's logo and put your logo in it and, and use it as yours. So that's kind of rude. But uh, So I sent them an email because what I didn't want is for our listeners to be confused. Yeah. Right. You know? Or to see their shirts walking around and think that they're us and they're, they're not us. us. Yeah. And right. it's like, well, okay. So I sent them a very nice, nicely worded email because, you know, I didn't explain it. But we, we haven't trademarked it. We can't trademark it. Um, but we are first to use it right. in this regard. So – until Disney challenges us, we can legally send them a cease and desist. But I'm not right. going to do that. I'm not trying to do that. Like that's that's not that's not who I am, and I don't want to spend time doing it. Oh, I understand. Uh, but I did ask him. I was like, Hey, look, we're, we've been around uh, a little bit longer. I think we were, you know, we're definitely been using this logo since day one. You guys are just using it now. Would you mind after you sell this run of T-shirts that you've made, um, just retiring it? Mm-hmm. You know, in the spirit, you you have six other designs. You have a Starbucks logo that you redesigned for your. You have all this kind of stuff, right? Uh, you know, what do you think? I'd love to chat with you. Here's my phone number. Wow. Gave my phone number. Nothing. Not even an email back. Not even a hey, go you know kick rocks. Nothing. Just nothing. Wow. So I thought long and hard about. This is like a month or two ago. I thought real long and hard about what to do, and I I don't know. I just. I feel scummy about it. I, I, you know, like really? I, yeah, I feel a little bit like, I don't know. Like you did something wrong. Not that I did something wrong, but I feel, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it yet. I, I, but I don't know what to do. I think you're doing the right thing. I mean, should I just ignore it, or should I email them back and be like, hey, you know, I sent you an email. Like, uh, you know, if you guys want to, I mean, is there a, a, a problem? But also, it's very weird, and I expressed that in my emails. Like, this is very uncomfortable for me. I've never had to do this. Neither one of us owns the design, but. Right. Just in in you know in the um in the uh, uh I don't know the realm of of saying hey we're both we're both doing the same thing right? right we're both talking about the place that we enjoy going to uh we're both fans of Disneyland uh in the spirit of camaraderie why don't you just you know would you mind capitulating to my demands what if uh, they responded and said would you mind changing your logo uh, oh then I would then I would go uh, hold on a second I would have my uh, trademark attorney well, send see, them a cease and desist. Yeah. Well, the then thing I would that, escalate it. The okay. thing about it is, it's not their actual logo. It's not their logo. It's right. something that they're using it's a piece at of merchandise. And to yeah. be honest, their logo looks better. Their I'm original good. logo looks better than this one they've mocked up. I agree. I definitely agree with you on that. You know who I'm talking yes, about? Yes, I do. Okay. Well, well and it's kind of that. interesting to me because I personally have been friendly with this podcast on social medias, mm-hmm. and so like. They know who we are, <laughs> like, and we know who they are, and we have a lot of the same fans, I think. And so yeah. it's just a little, like, it, it, I feel like we're in a little bit of an awkward position now. We are, because it, to me, it, it feels like they just saw our logo and was like, hey, that's a great idea for us, and then they took it. I mean, they have Starbucks. They have uh, California Angels. Yeah, yeah. They have, and so all they're doing is they they just take other logos and redesign and them. And tweak them, yeah. And tweak them out. But their their 
logo for their podcast is the most original. Like it's it's why why do you have to? You're basically taking a step down mm-hmm. by by taking a Starbucks logo and putting your name across it right. and calling it. Oh, let's sell this thing too. I, I it you know you're you're insulting your own your own talents i guess I, I don't understand it and i think it's for protection of both as well because i know that if they were on the other side they wouldn't want people to mistake them for us yeah right. what if, exactly uh, what if we took a starbucks logo and put ears up podcast on it right I would know. they I, would they want people to go hey we saw you guys uh wearing a um you know a, your your logo and they'd be like well no and and it creates confusion man it just I does agree. and that's well, just, that's all it is like i think that you went about it the right way by being friendly about it and i think that we're not it's not like we're upset necessarily it's just kind of like why like why that one i mean or just acknowledge the yeah. email that was sent that's yeah i, I wouldn't i was not upset when we first talked about it, i was not upset yeah until i find out there's no response there's no response that's what makes me upset i i don't care if they go dude get out of my face with this stupid with this stupid request right uh that would have been fine yeah but say something but no request but, hey, but no, no response, response at all is exactly. rude so anyway, I don't know. I wanted to say it. So if you see, we don't have Ears Up t-shirts with the marquee logo on it. So if you see it, it's not us. I mean, you know, from a distance away, you're, you might mistake right. it. So anyways, I just wanted to, to put that out there because I didn't know what should. else to do. I'm very frustrated. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Bev says maybe we should. No. Yeah. We, we yeah we can we but uh, we're gonna see how this one works. We got our, our the shirt we have in the works is amazing. Yeah, it's really great. Oh, and if these people steal it, I will spend the money to have a season to We should it. just do a tagline with our marquee and say we're not that other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Start even though Disneyland podcast yeah. war. Our, yeah. <laughs> our name is hard to spell, also, but it's better. Right. Um. Anyway, moving on from there. Uh, with me on Skype we have uh Howard. How are you with us? Yes, I am. Hey, how you doing, man? Good. How you doing? Perfect. Uh, you're on vacation right now, right? That is correct. Oh man, I'm in the great state of Pennsylvania right now. Oh well, thank you for joining us on your on your vacation, man. Not a problem. Happy to help. So you are from the Bay Lake Society, correct? That is correct. What is that? <laughs> Would you mind explaining a little bit about what uh, what you guys are all about? Sure. So we actually started as as oddly enough like a couple of jokes back and forth on Twitter. Uh, about people who spent more time at the resorts and in the bars than, uh, than stressing <laughs> out trying to get on the rides in the Magic Kingdom. And what we, what we found out pretty quickly is that there are actually a lot of people who are really into that, that sort of lifestyle, uh, locals and also people that, uh, are visiting, uh, when they come down on vacation and are looking for something a little bit more laid back mm-hmm. than worrying about, you know, picking out three things to get a fast pass for. So <laughs> that's pretty much what we stand for is just, uh, using the vacation kingdom of the world kind of as it was intended a long time ago, just a place to kind of chill out and kick back. And, you know, if we have a few drinks here and there, well then so be it. <laughs> See, and and that's kind of what uh, we do when we go to the parks too. And, and Taryn and I were just there, uh, and it's like, uh, man, this line is with so many people. Let's just go to Carthay. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, you guys have the benefit of, of a little bit cooler weather in California. Oh. You know, here in Florida, it's uh, it's boiling hot, especially this in the summertime. So. Yeah. You, you need a chance to escape the heat a little bit and, and just relax and get out of the crowds because the crowds never go away here, too. Mm. Are you guys like a um, – I don't want to say this without being rude, but like are you an, like an official group? I saw your website and you you know, you know you, you have like a some sort of, uh, uh, I don't know, membership or something like that. But uh, what do you do beyond just uh, – basically just guiding people and hanging out with uh, with people online and – 
Yeah, uh, meet, so here's where we stuff. are now. We are uh, we are just getting started turning into something that's more than just sort of like a, a loose group on on Twitter. And if people just want to do that, that's totally cool too. So uh, we're we're going to be completely not stressful when it comes to organizational stuff too. Um, we we asked for some founding members who wanted to kick in and 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 try to get things going and to see if uh, if maybe we want to become kind of uh, an, a real official like 501c type charitable thing. Oh. So uh, so we had uh, 71 people uh, come in since there was you know 71 uh, 1971 was the year that Disney was founded mm-hmm. or Walt Disney World was founded. So um, we got 71 folks who were interested and and we're kind of trying to just feel our way through and figure out what we want to do. Awesome. Uh, our next push, um, we're going to do a big, uh, we're going to sell a bunch of pins uh, as we did with the founders and some car stickers with the logo that we came up with. And we're going to donate that all to charity. So we're, oh, wow. we're moving in that direction pretty quickly. That's cool. And I, I forget exactly how I saw you on Twitter. I think someone retweeted, oh, there's a like a West Coast chapter that's trying to develop or something like that. And they talked about <laughs> yeah. it. And I was like, what is this? This would be perfect because Taryn and I are going to Disney <laughs> World and we don't know what cool bars to go to. Um, well, I am here to help. Yes. Yeah, so that's what that's what we want to talk about. Um, so in your opinion, what should we do? Because we're there for how long, Taryn? We are there for five days. For five days. And we don't know where to go. We haven't really made any reservations or done any fast pass things or anything like that. Uh, so we want to, uh, I think we might be more interested or at least just as interested in going to these cool spots to hang out and relax and enjoy the atmosphere. Yeah, um, that seems about our style. <laughs> yeah, so uh, okay. point us in the right direction, man. Help us out, would you? So I think for the basics, uh, there's a good chance that you're pro- if you're going for five days, you're probably going to visit all four parks and yes. maybe, you know, one another day. So what I've done is I've kind of picked one spot uh, either in a park or close to a park. So that way you can kind of have a place to chill out for a little bit during the course of your day. Perfect. That's that's exactly what I'm looking for. All right. So and I understand that you guys are, are big beer fans, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, are. so so let's start in Animal Kingdom because I think they have the most interesting uh, place for beer okay. uh, out of out of all the locations. I mean, you can get a lot of you know you can get your American beers and a couple of imports here and there. There's there's beer pretty much every place, and I like to say that you know there's a lot of places where you can get a drink at Walt Disney World, mm-hmm. but there's only a few places you know to drink at Walt Disney World. So. <laughs> okay, yes. At, uh, at Animal Kingdom, uh, one of the places to drink is called the Dawa Bar. And, um, that's next to the Tusker House restaurant, um, over in the Harambe section. And the really awesome thing about this is, um, they have done a little bit of homework and they've brought in a bunch of beers from Africa huh. and also some rum and liqueurs, um, that are from Africa. Ooh. So, I, what I really like when I go to drink there is like, is, uh, I know Disney's got sort of the standard menu with like the magical star cocktail or whatever, but I like to find stuff that's unique, you know, not only to, to, to places that I might be able to find around my house, but mm-hmm. things are even unique to Walt Disney World. So having access to, you know, a beer from Kenya, that's, that's pretty rare. You can't do yeah, that anywhere. Absolutely. Well, this might sound awkward, uh, Jason and Taryn, but can I go with you guys on your honeymoon? <laughs> yes. Okay, that would put a, that would relieve a lot of stress on I'm me. Gonna, I'm gonna say yes because I know that you can't and you won't. <laughs> oh. But uh, but it's a real nice spot. It's it is outdoors. So uh, when are you going? What time of the year? Late September. 
Okay, September yeah. it should be should you should have some cool afternoons. So like sitting out, this is an outdoor bar, but being able to sit outside and just kind of chill and relax and watch the crowds go by, it's a real nice spot to do that. Okay, um, cool. Besides the beer, they also have about five or six different kinds of Bloody Marys. That's kind of their other specialty. Oh wow! Um, but um, but all the stuff there is fresh ingredients like fresh squeezed lime juice. Um, like passion fruit, like good stuff. It's not, you know, just like bar mix junk. It's, it's okay. actually quality, quality stuff and, and quality mixes. So that, that to me, that makes it worth a, worth a stop there. Okay. That sounds great. So let's do, um, let's do Epcot next. Cause oh, yeah. there, there, there's certainly no lack of places to get drinks in Epcot. <laughs> yeah. And there are people that have <laughs> made a career of drinking around the world. I've, you know, I've heard this. I've heard this rumor, and I hear it doesn't always work out very well. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people pass out in the fountains of France. That's all oh, I'm going to say. Man. So how, how far along is that, though? Like, if on average, how how long, um, how long, far around the world do people make it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I, I guess it depends on whether you start on the Mexico side or on the uh, on the England side. Okay. And then probably how many of yards of ale that you have inside of the, the oh. rose and, and crown there. So, oh, wow. Um, <laughs> wow. I think it's definitely a, your mileage may vary situation. Yeah, it sounds okay. like a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I disagree. I think it sounds like a great idea, but there's just no way that it can it's, happen. It sounds like a great idea, but poor execution. It sounds like a great yeah. idea because you're not the one looking at yourself. I think for <laughs> everyone else. That's like, a good get, point. It sounds like go a great home, idea when you're, and you're 20. Drunk. Yeah. One, yeah. 21. Uh, they used to have 20. these little passport books for kids that you get stamped at each country. And they probably should have done the same thing for adults with beverages. <laughs> oh, oh that, would, that would be crazy. That sounds like some Bay Lakes merch right there. Oh, <laughs> <Bay> Lakes <laughs> That's actually a really good point. Yeah. Got to be an app. Yeah. So uh, the best to me, the best place to drink in in Epcot is uh, inside of the Mexico Pavilion. It's a it's a relatively new bar called uh, La Cava del uh, Tequila, which is the Cave of Tequila. Oh, good. And their whole thing is they use uh, they have about a hundred or more tequilas uh, that you can Whoa. sip. Um, do you sip tequilas? Every... I don't even know. Yeah, some people yeah. do. And yeho, definitely, yeah. Yeah, you don't just pound it. Oh no, no? <laughs> just sipping tequila. See, I don't know. It's nice and oaky. I love it. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, it's great. So, so you've got uh, you've got those to choose from. You've got margaritas, uh, which use exceptionally fresh ingredients again, fresh fresh juices, uh, awesome. all good stuff. Um, they do have some Mexican beers, but, uh, but to me, the, the, um, the margarita menu is really the thing to do. And, and there's margaritas that you can get outside, uh, as you're walking around. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't do that. Don't do Go that. Go in here. Um, it can what be crowded. Um, so, you know, it can be difficult to get a, uh, like a table inside because it's kind of a small thing. It's, it's basically an old gift shop that they've converted over and, and made really nice. Um, there's some tapas available. So if you want to get a little bite to eat, um, they have some good stuff there. Okay. Um, my favorite on the menu uh, may actually be off menu now, but oh. they did a drink uh, as a tribute to the old Maelstrom ride that is uh, was in the Norway Pavilion, now becoming the Frozen Pavilion. Oh, okay. Yes. And, okay. Um, yeah. So, um, so they they have a drink there, uh, margarita called the Maelstrom. <laughs> that that has um, too soon. 
Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, the drink makes it worth it. That's, okay. That's, right. my, that's the only consolation prize. Okay. Um, it's got uh, a little bit of uh, of habanero uh, rimmed oh. on it with uh, some other ingredients. Wow. And the first the first sip, I was like, "What the?" But by the second one, I realized, "All right, this is actually a really awesomely balanced drink." So. Hmm. Um, highly recommend that if, if you're concerned about the spiciness, uh, they have a fantastic pineapple, uh, margarita with fresh <laughs> pineapple. I mean, it's one of those places where everything is good. I, wow. I highly recommend everything. There. Okay. All right. That's great. Taryn's taking uh, note too. So, uh, you know, we're definitely hitting these places. Yes. You guys haven't decided yeah, that, what you're going to do as far as tickets or, you know, no, um, but hotel, <laughs> but you know what you're going to drink. So, right? We totally. have, we have our priorities. Okay. Taryn. We have a over here, Taryn's taking notes, and I'm Googling these as you're saying them, just checking out the menu. Awesome. Um, oh, man. If, you, if for some reason you also should choose to eat at the uh, restaurant inside of the Mexico Pavilion, which I know a lot of people shy away from because, well, I can get Mexican food anywhere. It's really yeah. you know, not that big of a deal. Yeah. It really is an excellent restaurant, and I'll tell you, they have a rum-based horchata in there that could actually <laughs> cause world peace to happen. Oh, wow. <laughs> A rum. It, wow, that oh, sounds man. actually so delicious. I don't like horchata, but so but put rum in. I need you to go and I need you to figure this out and then bring it back. To I me. think we need to forego <laughs> our Portland section of our trip and just go to Walt Disney World for wow. eleven. Spend five days drinking and five days playing. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that sounds amazing. Wow. I, I don't. It, know. Yeah, it, it's absolutely spectacular. It was, I was shocked. It was one of those things <laughs> where we had a long day, and we, I have a couple of kids, and we were, my wife and I were trying to get out of the heat, and I ordered, oh, what the heck, I'll just try that. And yeah. My God, it was so good. Really? Okay, um, great. Okay, so MGM. Uh, not, a, not a lot of people want to go to MGM anymore since a bunch of it is closing down. But What's uh, MGM? Yeah, wait, what's MGM? I'm sorry. I'm. This is how old I am. I'm, it's Disney Hollywood Studios and ah. I still refer to it by oh. its old name, uh, the Disney MGM Studios. So. <laughs> Got it. Forgive me. I'm no, a, no, no, no. Okay. I'm a drunken old uh, elderly man. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what you're talking about. Yeah. Hey, you're wise. Beyond your years, I can tell. Yes. So, uh, so if you get a little homesick for Carthay Circle, we, we don't have anything quite as classy or okay. quite as good there. But, uh, over at the Brown Derby restaurant, there is a lounge, uh, called the Brown Derby Lounge. And, um, that is a good place, um, to get some of the classic cocktails that you're, you're used to at the Carthay. So, um, they don't have, uh, they don't have that Manhattan that you've got. Yeah. Um, they do have, which is looks like it's absolutely fab, fantastic, and I, I want to try one. Of those. Oh, it it's is so amazing! Bad. It's delicious. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, uh, it's really good. Um, but they do have a regular Manhattan. They've got a sidecar. Um, they've got a mint julep. Uh, you know, they've got a lot of the good classic standard recipes. Um, and if uh, someone who is there who can make it, they had a drink um, when they first opened up that um, that was kind of like a gin version of a mint julep. Um, a gin? I've got to find the name now as we're talking about it. It was a called a... So gin instead of bourbon? No. Yeah, gin instead, yeah. Gin oh. instead of bourbon, exactly. Oh, that happens um, a lot better. Oh, I love bourbon. Um, same, same mint, um, but with um, lime juice. Ooh. And uh, it was absolutely spectacular. Oh. Uh, Sounds really especially good. Especially... Yes, on a hot day, it, you know, a mint julep is like one of those real nice hot day drinks yes. where it's refreshing. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, and this thing was really good at that. The, uh, sort of the florals in the gin really worked well, uh, with it. So, okay. yeah, if you're used to a mint julep or, uh, the shipwreck on the rocks at a Trader Sam's on your coast, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. you would love this thing. Yeah, really, really good stuff. Um, they also have some, uh, some flights of wines, uh, and a couple of different things, but, uh, the class, it's a really good place to get some of the classics. Um, as a fallback, there is a, another bar there called the Tune In Lounge, uh, which is, uh, attached to the 50s Primetime Cafe. Okay. I'm not a huge fan of the drinks there, but if you're, uh, dying for some air conditioning, um, it's, it's not a bad <laughs> option, but. Which I, I, we probably will. Can we go back to the yeah, Brown there's... Derby for a second and talk about their martini flight? Oh. Uh, yes. What? Sure. <laughs> wow. These are going to be the most expensive drinks you guys have ever <laughs> no, bought. It's right. only eleven twenty-five. No, I'm talking about the flight and the tickets. Like, yeah. You guys will see nothing of the parks. <laughs> You're probably right. Actually, we'll probably see double of the parks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Do you see all the Mickey's walking around? <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, um, uh, martini flight. Yes. Classic gin, martini classic flights, box. yes. Yeah. Um, three, I think it's what three specialty martinis. Yeah. Um, they recently went through a change there. They were um, themed to some of the sort of like streetmosphere characters in Hollywood. So I have not had a chance to try them yet. But I mean, it's a martini Ooh. flight. How can you go wrong? <laughs> right. Yeah, that sounds right. awesome. <laughs> That's applauding. <laughs> I mean, tell me, tell me what the downside. Is right. None. There's I only three. Yeah, yet. I guess. Yeah. Like, oh no, I've I've had too much vermouth today. I can't take <laughs> any more vermouth. Yeah, I'm I'm a um, ten ounce total vermouth man, and that's <laughs> my limit. And then uh, lastly, um, there are actually two places at Disney's Polynesian Resort um, mm-hmm. that are worth going to. Now, uh, the Magic Kingdom is of course dry, uh, and we don't even have the benefit of a Club 33 for someone to get snuck into. <laughs> so, uh, so if you're looking to get a drink, you, you have to do it one of the, the hotels and certainly one uh, on the monorail line is a good way to do it. So, okay. so, so we've got two, uh, places worth stopping. Uh, the first is, uh, the East Coast version of Trader Sam's. Um, we have what is called the Grog Grotto, which is kind of like the companion to your, uh, Enchanted Tiki Bar. Uh, mm-hmm. and we have many of the same drinks, but a couple of different ones. Um, that's a great place to go. A uh, little high stress for me, uh, and as being part of the Bay Lake Society, we like to be outside and, and on a lakefront if possible. So, um, they also have an outdoor patio, uh, similar to your Trader Sam's. Uh, this is called the Tiki Terrace. Okay. And it overlooks the Seven Seas Lagoon. And on a cool night, it is just beautiful to sit out there. Um, they usually have, uh, like a performer, uh, with ukulele singing Hawaiian songs who is Aww. native Hawaiian. And it's just a fabulous, you know, you get to overlook the Cinderella's castle and the Grand Florine is on one side and with the boat traffic and the monorails kind of go off, going off in the distance. It's, it's a great place just to, to hang out and relax. Wow. sounds like we're going to end our nights there. Yeah. That yeah. sounds mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. That, sounds like- that is a great way to do it. Um, from, they have, uh, about four or five drinks that aren't on your Trader Sam's menu. Um, my favorite so far is the Nautilus. Hmm. It is, uh, it is the most expensive drink on the menu if you take <laughs> home the souvenir mug. I think it's like $54. Wow! Um, yeah. Well, it is called the Nautilus. Is I mean, that's pretty. Of, is it made out of gold? <laughs> <laughs> 
The upshot is that you get to take home a uh, about a 12-inch long and about 7-inch high uh, ceramic uh, Nautilus from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Oh, wow. wow. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's quite a piece. Um, you can get the drink uh, without the souvenir bug, and I think it costs more like 12 or $13. <laughs> um, either way, uh, I highly recommend it. It uses a, a hibiscus-infused grenadine syrup. Um, and that fancy, it, yeah, it's, it tastes so good. There's, there's a lot of, of, I'm, I'm a bit of a rum snob and a bit of a tiki drink snob. Okay. Um, it's, I like a lot of the Sam stuff, but it's, it seems to be kind of like a one note. Like it doesn't have a lot of depth. Like if you get a lot of mm-hmm. the older, like Trader Vic's type drinks, there are times when uh, the drink will actually kind of change taste in your mouth as you're drinking it, as the the sour and the sweet and the different areas get activated. Okay. Most of the, most of the drinks uh, there tend to be not overly sweet, but definitely on the sweet side. Not a lot of sour, not a lot of other things going on. Um, but this drink, um, the Nautilus, is really, really well balanced, and the the hibiscus grenadine doesn't take over like a lot of a lot of times with these TQ drinks, you know. It's things like, oh, you need an eighth of a, a drop of this or like a <laughs> tiny little bit of that. And if you get sure. it off balance, the whole thing goes. But th- that drink is phenomenal. Um, okay. And then the, the other place to go inside of the Polynesian is upstairs on the second floor in the Tambu Lounge. Uh, and there's a drink there called the Lapu Lapu, which is pretty much legendary. Um, it's been on the Polynesian's menu since about 1975 or 1976. Oh, wow. Um, the recipe has changed a little bit over time. And in fact, there's a little bit of debate now whether or not there's any pineapple in it. Cause, uh, it's served in a hollowed out pineapple. But for a long time, huh. it actually didn't contain any pineapple juice. Um, I wonder if they were just counting on the uh, residual pineapple meat or whatever to impart some of that? A little bit. It's yeah. from the research I've done. It, there used to be a drink on the menu in the early 70s called a pie, which was pineapple juice in a pineapple core. And there was a drink on the kids' menu called the Lapu Lapu, which was a non-alcoholic drink. <laughs> so at some point in the 70s, someone decided, you know, I really like that name. I like this this gag of, like, using the hollowed-out pineapple. Yeah. Um, let's change the menu up and uh, make a drink using that using that hollowed out pineapple, but we'll put something else in there entirely different. Um, so they kept the name, they kept the shell and then came up with something different. But I understand that there is a possibility that they may have uh, made a different version as of about a year ago that might have some pineapple juice in it now. Either way, it's phenomenal. It's uh, <laughs> dark rum. Uh, it used to be sweet and sour um, with uh, orange juice, uh, what they called scorpion mix. Uh-huh. So that that was an equal proportion. So you get a real nice balance between uh, sour and sweet. And then it usually comes with like a, a 151 floater of uh, Captain Morgan Oof. on the top. Ooh. I'm sorry, Bacardi 151. Wow. And oh, I'm not boy. necessarily a huge fan of Bacardi rum, but uh, it Ooh. really works uh, with the Myers Dark, particularly if you uh, if you mix it up. It's like with the the I don't know why they float it to me when you with a lot of cocktails it's like they float it for show but you really yeah. have to mix it up. I don't uh, understand you that either. I mean, you know, I understand it looks good, but uh, we're looking at a photo now that looks amazing. <laughs> um, you, yeah, I don't understand. Mix what, it, mix it for me. The one fifty one. Yeah, or just and in a lot of cocktails you you get 
you, you'll get it floated and it's kind of layered. It's like, I'm just going to mix it up. And then I pull my straw out and all the ice comes out and then I look like a slob. Well, part of the reason yeah. why if you want a lot of uh, drinks, they actually light it on fire because it's flammable. Yeah, so yeah but uh, it that, sounds yeah. like this isn't – yeah, it's just yeah. weird. I, I always thought it was lazy bartending, but what do I know? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. And in fact, with this particular drink, uh, I, it's hard to resist, but I even say let it settle for two or three minutes and let some of the ice actually melt <laughs> off into water. Okay, ah. yeah. Um, it's one of those, it's one of these weird tiki drink things where, um, there's this kind of this old formula of two of sour, I'm sorry, what is it? Uh, one of sour, two of sweet, three of strong, four of weak. So all your daiquiris and a lot of your plastic drinks are kind of variations on that formula. Your weak is usually provided by water uh, or ice. So mm -hmm. if you let the ice melt, it actually helps balance the drink out a little bit better. So uh, it's 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 hard to resist getting that first <laughs> sip. So maybe take a sip and then relax and get some sticky wings or something off of the appetizer menu. And then come back to the drink after about two minutes, and you'll find that it's a a, a lot better. A lot better. Yeah, you you have to do that. I like uh, when you know when I drink uh, like brown liquors. You know, you t you you drink some of it uncut. You want to know how it is, and then you maybe add a little water, and then and then you know make it uh, a little bit easier to to yeah. handle. So for sure. And just to let you know that um, someone else from the Bay Lake Society named Dustin is in the chat room saying that you're doing a great job. And by you doing this, there's actually people in the chat room trying to find out right now how to join the society as well. Oh, cool. Uh, Excellent. And I want to be an honorary member for when I, <laughs> when I make my, my uh, trek to Florida in, what, 2038, something like that? Yeah. 2040, maybe? When your kids are off to college? Kids are yeah. 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 60 at that point? Yeah. <laughs> You'll be great. That's about right. You want it done. We'll be able to, uh, we'll be able to serve you the drinks on jetpacks then. <laughs> That'd be amazing. That's cool. Yeah. So I have a question. Um, I don't know if this was something that you're going to talk about, but we're actually going to – we're lucky enough to be there during the Food and Wine Festival. Do you have oh. any uh, suggestions? Well, they change it up every year. I mean, I, I would say if you like – you couldn't pick a better time to do it. Oh, that's good. Because <laughs> obviously you have a lot more a lot more options and a lot more choices. Um, it is a little different from year to year, so I'm, I'm not sure. Sometimes they bring back stuff. Sometimes they don't bring back stuff. Um, I probably have some more avoids than some tries. Yeah, that's um, fine. there was a, uh, there is a, uh, a liquor version of the Dole Whip, which, uh, they bring out from time to time, which sounds like it would be really good, but really didn't hit the mark. It's just rum. It's just uh, clear. Yeah, rum. they they add some rum to it, and yeah. uh, I've actually tried to experiment with this myself at home, and it's I haven't I have not found the right combo. Yet. I've done the same thing. It tastes like um like alcoholic antacid every single time I've made it. <laughs> Stop using yeah. antacid. Oh yeah. There we go. Thank you, Jake. Yeah, you're welcome. Don't put the Mylanta in there. It'll be fun. <laughs> But there's a there's a surprising amount. I think they may have kept over kept over some of the um some of the menu items even for the off season and kept the kiosks open. So uh, we were in China the other day and had a well the pavilion not the country. Obviously. Okay, we were all looking around like what is happening right now. Got it. <laughs> Ginger liqueur drink from there that was actually excellent. Ginger liqueur. Okay. Really, really surprising. That that was good. So, so I guess my advice would be, you know, again, look for the outliers. Look for the stuff uh, that you can't get at home. 
Um, we tried some of the Florida beers at the spring, mm-hmm. uh, the spring festival and they were okay, but not anything that special. Um, maybe the, that one is not so good, but yeah, I'd say, you know, be bold, be adventurous, uh, find something that's different and unusual and, and give that a try. Yeah. It's hard for us, uh, you know, being over here in California because, uh, there are some good breweries in Florida, like Cigar City, uh, right. that we've, uh, we've, you know, had, and, but we, we can't get them out here, um, just cause their distribution network doesn't, doesn't cruise out. So I think we're going to have to be pulling double time, Taryn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Aaron from the chat is saying that the men- the menu is actually posted on the main Disney website. Excellent. Oh, for this year's for food this wine. Year's food wine. Yeah, That's great, cool. Oh, cool. Well, we'll definitely All right, have to well, check that I'll out. have to do some research and, and send you guys a follow-up email. <laughs> yes, please do. Uh, well, that's a that's a lot of drinking. Yeah, Karen. I'm so excited. Are you ready for this? I feel like we planned something. <laughs> we did, <laughs> which is exciting. Yeah, <laughs> the most important part, if you besides yeah, the wedding, yeah, true. The most important. We yeah, have well, something to do. That's that's true. <laughs> cool. Well, the, the the honeymoon is half of the wedding, so that's yeah. right. That's you're, right. You're headed in the right direction. Hey, I, actually, how before before we let you go, um, I I read a news story a few months back that uh, I think it's in downtown Disney. There's a um, an Indiana Jones themed bar opening up this month. Has that? Do you know anything about that? Uh, yes, uh, they have actually. So, so yes, it's called. Um, I'm sorry, having Jake's. No, okay. Jocks. I'm sorry, Jocks. Uh, named after the pilot that appears in the first Indiana oh. Jones movie for about like a minute and a half. That's my pet snake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Reggie. Yeah, Reggie. Yeah, that's my pet snake, Reggie. I hate snakes, Chuck. I hate them. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yes. So I think what they're trying to do is, is see if they can get a little bit of the Trader Sam's vibe yes. going on in a non-resort area. So um, they have announced uh, some of the drinks already. Uh, they're going to have uh, a couple Bloody Marys again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think like, I think some sort of like Peruvian and Incan style things and they've, uh, have not come out and made any formal announcements about take home drinkware. Um, specifically, but they have kind of uh, alluded to the fact that there are going to be some mugs that you can take home. So, okay. I'm I'm hoping for one of those gold fertility idols like at the beginning <laughs> of the Indiana Jones movie. If that had like a little top on and a place to put in a straw. Oh, that, that would be good. That'd be done. Yeah. Wow, that's such a good idea. Hopefully, and if they have if they have like a little stone thing that you have to take it off of with one hand and replace it with a bag of sand, that would be amazing. <laughs> that's just too much. All the like it should be like a salt rim drink and all the salt should be in a little bag like that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I don't know. That sounds cool. And the, okay. And the ice can yeah. fall from the ceiling. <laughs> well, they do need the big boulder ice. If they have ice drinks, they need the ice ball. There like you go. Maybe that's how they'll sneak yeah. it into Florida. Finally. Oh, it'd be good. They need to have a stuffed Reggie, too. <laughs> those, little, those little Disney details have to come out for that. That's amazing. Absolutely, yeah. So, uh, so I take it it's not open. All right. Well, not open. Yet. I think it's I think it's later than this month, but I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, it was a while ago, and so I think maybe it got... No, I don't know. But uh, hopefully it'll be open by September. Yeah, is downtown cool. Disney a cool place to go or should we kind of just stick to the to the parks? It is. I'll tell you it's it's busy and crowded, but uh there are some great restaurants there now. Um it's you know, it's it's a little different from your downtown Disney just because it's so far separated. Yeah. Um You don't have a build a bear workshop? 
<laughs> uh, somehow or another, we managed to dodge that. It's bullet, amazing. But... <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> so <I've>... far. <laughs> it's not. I don't know. Um, we do have – there is a, a couple of, uh, of nicer restaurants there. There's a place called The Boathouse. Um, I see you which, guys talk uh, about that on Twitter. Yes, I have not had an opportunity to visit there myself, uh, but they apparently have some sort of baked Alaska that's served vertically that's supposed to be incredible. Ooh. Um, and and some a pretty good selection of steaks, uh, and I think they have some decent cocktails there too. So, but that might be one that's worth a an outside swing. I'll tell you, it is crazy busy. So if you're okay. looking for a place just to like kind of kick back and relax. Uh, probably not going to happen there because the crowds are getting so bad. It's they've now built uh, one parking garage and then they're middle. They're in the middle of constructing a second parking garage. Wow! Um, and the traffic nice. seems to be a little uh, disruptive there. So, you know, swing by if you can, especially maybe if you can take some of the bus transportation where you don't have to drive through it. But uh, you know, yeah. I guess it's like anything. If it's it's probably worth seeing if you have a couple extra hours, uh, you might find something fun to do there. Uh, if not. You know, save it uh, maybe until the the craziness dies down there. Okay. And they've got some more stuff open because when they closed Pleasure Island, they kind of took out you know half of it. Uh, hmm. So there's there's kind of this no man's land in between. Now, if everything's open by then, by all means, check it out as okay. it makes its trans. Once it's transformed into Saratoga Springs, or I'm not Saratoga, I'm sorry, Disney Springs, which is its new thing. Okay. It is probably going to be a lot better. So. Uh, but I don't think that's supposed to be fully done until 2016. Wow. Well, I'll have to yeah, go back. it's a <laughs> yeah. big project. It's a big project. It sounds like it. Uh, so until this exact moment, I had never heard of Baked Alaska, and I mm-hmm. just Googled it, and now I need to have it. <laughs> what is it? I'll show you the picture. Like, you're not even going to believe it. What the heck? It's a bunch of meringue. It looks like the best so thing in the it's world. It's cake and ice cream and brownie and meringue. Wow. All in one. And to that, I say yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Well, Howard, uh, you know, we, uh, we'll let you go and uh, get back to your vacation, man. But uh, this is making me thirsty. <laughs> <Yeah>. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go have a drink. Yes. Uh, no, i got to make a dark and stormy now. Oh, man. See, and, and what I'm trying to do is, is rein back from asking too many questions because there, you, you, he's using language that I've never heard of. Like Disney Springs and all the and I you know so I don't want to like uh, get too into uh, the the planning side of things. I want to stay focused on the drinking, but there's so much that I don't know. But now I feel we can go into this a little more informed. Absolutely, I know some of this stuff because I've been staring at the Disney World map for like two months, <laughs> just drooling. <laughs> so it is it is a huge chunk of property. So yeah. there's there is a lot to find, and and we just like I said, I just picked kind of like the top four and five. Yeah. There are great bars tucked away in a lot of the other resorts. Um, so we can just that are, are yeah. Go so there's a, there's enough to come back to and explore later on. Okay, sounds great. Um, so how do we uh, follow you guys? We follow you on Twitter, uh, Bay Lake Society, I believe, right? That's it, Bay Lake Society, or you All can right. check out the website at uh, baylakesociety.com. All right, and uh, we'll have those pins and things. We're, we're actually getting ready to do a second order. I had no idea how big this would go over, so I just made a hundred pins, and they literally sold out in like five hours. That's See, awesome. So I I saw like uh, the the thing on Twitter where you guys were calling for uh, like the founders thing, and I must have missed it by a day or something, and I was so disappointed. I had no idea what you guys were all about, and never heard of it. Uh, just something I stumbled on on Twitter, and suddenly uh, I'm disappointed, but not being involved in this thing that sounds really cool, but I'm not entirely sure what it is. Now I'm even doubly disappointed. <laughs> 
Well, we're going to do basically <laughs> open orders for the next 30 days. So whoever wants one can get one. It's, it's That's now great. that we, we had no idea how popular it was going to be. So yeah, but we're going to make sure everybody has a chance to get one. And once we get that, however many people it is, if it's, you know, 20 people, if it's 200 people, if it's 2000 people, probably not that many. We'll make sure that there's enough bins made for everybody so we can all just hang out and relax. That's awesome. Well, uh, hey, if you get one up and running here on the West Coast, we'll be proud to represent. All right. All right. I know they're working on it. That's cool. I love it. I love it. All right, Howard. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. You're welcome. You guys have a great honeymoon. All right, bud. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. We've been doing a show for an hour. I know. Oops. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Yes. 56 minutes. <laughs> all right. And we haven't started the topic. No, not at all. <laughs> this is amazing. This That, that was, was a great, yeah. great quote-unquote segment. <laughs> that was a great show. Well, yeah. and, and Howard was great. And I see, oh, God, I should have clarified. I think it's Howard, but people call him How, so I don't know. Anyway, uh, Howard was great because I told him, ah, we'll do like 15 minutes at the most. <laughs> and I think it was probably half an hour. Yeah. Well, because he there's had so, so much, much great information. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Well, I I just misunderstood or miscalculated how much there is to drink at Walt Disney World. Yeah, there's a ton, and he didn't even he only hit on like the this highlights. Top five. Yeah, That's which insane. I love because then I think it helps us not waste our time on which is all I want to do. Like we only have five days, which sounds like a lot, but I don't think it is, and That's so not. I don't want to waste my time on bad food and bad drinks, and so yeah. I'm really excited because. Also, the way he was talking about stuff, I was like, oh, he knows what he's talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. I think yeah. he used the word palate. Anytime somebody uses the word palate, you're like, oh, yeah, they know. Oh, you yeah. know. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's let's get the show moving, Terrence. What do you think? Uh, yeah. Do you want me to speed it up? I do. But uh, we, we have to do our uh, – yeah, I want you to speed it up. This is your fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it, before we do that, though, it's time for our brand new segment, Terrence Thinks. Why is it not playing? Uh-oh. Why aren't you playing? We have a surprise. Oh, no. Play. It works a lot like Karen's brain. That's oh, no. Stupid. Well, we could ju- maybe we do it the next show. We'll, well figure it out. I'll just play it. No, I'll play it oh. here. But uh, it's played oh, okay. stupid iTunes like a dummy. I wonder why it didn't play through. Oh, well. Hmm. That's stupid. And you know what? You know what bugs me? iTunes. It takes <laughs> like It takes like eight years to load. And it's just the worst program ever. Nobody likes iTunes. No. iTunes is terrible. Okay. I think this is it. Wow. Something's weird. It's very Uh weird. Uh, Let's see if I can just play it in the... uh, We have to do it now that I've talked about it so much. (laughs) Um, uh, Let's see. It's just not working. I just heard something. Yeah. I think I got over here. Hang on. Go for it, Darren. It's beautiful. That's <laughs> what it sounds like in here. <laughs> in yeah, my brain. Uh, go ahead, Darren. Okay, so uh, here are my thoughts for this for this show. You get one think. Have you guys ever wondered where you would live if you were homeless? Yes. 
Really? Oh, see? Good. I'm not the only one because I was uh, – what I do, I walk – I walk a mile to work every day from our yeah. public transit to my office, mm-hmm. and almost every day I think about and I consider my options based on where I'm at, and then I accidentally or, like, I guess, I mean, I do it on purpose, but I totally judge the homeless people and their choices because I think that they're kind of stupid. Right. I don't think that they've picked really good spots. I think that they're <laughs> That's why you think ones. they're – okay, because, because they're, like, laying in a doorway instead of doing what? They're not even doing that. They're like laying under the freeway where it's super loud and where people walk by all the time, but they don't even have a cup out for like change. They they just are literally in everybody's walkway when they could go down like the street just a little bit and have like a softer area. They could be on the grass. And I, then I wonder, like, is it really that they can't, are they just being kicked out of these other places? So they just go on the concrete because like, why aren't they just in the dirt? It seems like it would be a softer bed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when you asked if we ever thought of where we would live if we were homeless, yeah, I thought you meant like geographic location, oh, not like no. where would you live literally in proximity to streets. Oh or no, buildings. I mean like I'll like see a bush and be like, ah, uh, that could work. <laughs> no, no, no. I I've thought what she's thought before. I've never. I would I would live in the Bay Area. We don't no. get snow. How do you get anywhere no. else? We I don't would, get we don't get we have the most. We have the best weather. It, no, yeah, that's true. I disagree. If I was homeless. Or Florida. If, no, if I was homeless, I would panhandle until I have an, had enough for a one-way ticket to Honolulu. That's I would live in Honolulu. exactly what I would do. Exactly. The yes. exact same thing. Yes. I would live in Honolulu. You're not going to have an ID, and you're not going to be able to get on a plane. I was just going to say, come on, you're you homeless. Gonna... You don't need an ID. No. To get on, to a get plane, on an you airplane, can. you do. You can go to the DMV, but you panhandle enough to do it. Yeah. There's no, I, I would live in no, not going to happen. This is, see, you're unrealistic about no, it. I, no, you I'm have not. to be realistic. You're homeless, so you just pick a bush. I have been to Honolulu multiple times, and I have spoken to homeless people, and not all of them are from there. Yeah, no, they, it's a destination because exactly. it never snows. The weather's perfect. Even when it's raining, it's still 70 degrees. You can sleep on the beach if you want to, and it's a tourist place, and so you're always going to get money. All right, look, it's Ooh. a good idea. I mean, I would definitely rather be in Honolulu than, say, San Francisco, mm. but... But San Francisco I, will actually pay you to be homeless, so there's that. Yeah, but they don't clean your feet. <laughs> no, and there's a lot they of don't homeless clean people your feet. with horrible feet. Like I actually gagged one the other day on the okay. way to work because I All saw right. black toenails. Thank you. And okay, no, are like, you done with your thing? <laughs> Is that it, Taryn? Uh, yeah. Okay, this has been. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the bubbles from the uh, carbonated water pool. <laughs> <laughs> Your brain cells die. <laughs> Rude, by the way. I love you. <laughs> uh, All right, so Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah you want to skip yeah. the Elias window? Move. Yeah, move we that. Move, we'll move past that. Okay, let's do that. All right, next so show. Um, by by 1961. Uh, Disneyland is already a booming place. They're all already having tens of thousands of people show up at the park, and Walt got to the point where he decided, you know what, I want to build something else. I want to expand. I want to make Disneyland bigger. And as Terrence uh, done the uh, history of uh, New Orleans Square, um, in 1961 he began to plan out an area that is basically a, replica- a replication of what 1800s New Orleans would look like. So he uh, he decided that he was going to enlist Mark Davis to create the uh, the concept of 
what would be the PS de Resistance within the area, which would be his Pirates attraction. Okay. Now, Mark Davis was, um, he's a Disney legend, and he had been working exclusively on animation, and but more, um, a, a, a better way to say it, he's been working on the more cartoony aspects of Imagineering within the park. And so what they originally wanted to do, this would be a perfect fit for him, because they originally thought that they would just have a 70-foot basement that would be a wax museum. That's all it was going to be. It was going to be the Blue Bayou Mart, and it would be home to restaurants, to shops, and a wax museum of some of the deadliest pirates. So there would be Blackbeard, Captain Morgan, and Captain, Ki- uh, Captain Kidd. So all of, the, all of the worst pirates that ever roamed the seas. Wow. So as development continued, however, the idea of including those pirates was kind of an abandoned, and Mark Davis started to make campier versions, if you will, of I, the pirates. And what baffles me is that, okay, Walt has had a fascination with halls, right, as we talked about in the Liberty Square, Hall of Presidents, Hall of this, Hall of whatever, and he he loved wax museum like he loved walkthrough things i mean i guess i guess there's no other option so what else are you going to do you're not going to hire actors to be blackbeard over and over again right exactly and that's what it was it would be cheaper and you could you could just do it you could just throw people in there they're going to eat they're going to shop and then they'll see some wax it just sounds figures. so lame though but you know we're compared to this madame tussauds it's actually pretty awesome so, yeah it's the same concept really but it mm-hmm. does sound lame because we're looking back at it I think yeah, that if we were in the time, we think it'd probably be pretty cool. That's true. So, uh, so obviously the project wasn't a very daunting task. Uh, <laughs> you know, they've already they'd already recreated. Is that a pirate joke? Yeah. Already. Uh, R. They, they had already uh, <laughs> recreated areas of history in a pretty sterile way, and that was kind of an mo of Disneyland at this point. So you look at the Jungle Cruise. The Jungle Cruise is pretty easy, pretty sterile. You look at. Um, all of Fantasyland. You look at the Tiki Room. There are all these great areas, but it's just kind of it was just kind of sterile. Okay. So the sets were being made, figures were being carved, and concrete was being laid. And at that same time, Wet Industries began to work on two attractions for the 1964 World's Fair. Now they were working on more than two attractions, but these two attractions they were working on for the World's Fair is what ultimately changed Walt's mind about what he wanted for this attraction. Uh, the first attraction they were working on was Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. So Mr. Lincoln showed that they actually had the technology to make a lifelike figure that could move like a normal figure would move, and it could virtually interact with the guests as well. Um, they've already used the concept a little bit on Jungle Cruise and Tiki, the Tiki Room, but it was all animals. They had never really had something that was meant to interact with the people who were observing what was going on, and it kind of um, it kind of gave them the idea that you could see it from the perspective of that of that character. Uh, the other ride that ultimately had the biggest impact on Pirates was Small World. Mm. Um, the reason why... You sound so defeated to I admit do. that. I do. Like, I want... I, there was an article about what rides should go, and I wish Small Small World would go, but it won't because it's had it's such a lasting ride, and it obviously yeah. had a huge impact. It's there for a reason. I will yeah. say that I hate Small World, yes. but riding it for Christmas when it's Christmas-themed, I don't mind it so much because the song isn't playing all the time. They no, play right. Carol. Yeah. You're right. And that is the sole reason why I dislike uh, Small World. It's that, yeah. sta- that, it's that dumb thing. song over and over and over and over and over again. I hate it. I yeah. Just change it up a bit. It would be totally fine. I agree. But I definitely agree. I'm not the only one. Make it into a Jingle Cruise kind of a thing. Anyway, um, so the thing with Small World was um, it showed that, that what Walt's vision was lacking was actual capacity. Uh, with what he was talking about with the Wax Museum, you could get maybe 500 people per hour to walk through the Wax Museum. 
But if you use the flume ride, flat bottom boat idea, small world, you could actually get 3,000 plus wow. people in there Whoa. in yeah. that same amount of time. Because you're not stopping to yeah. examine. And that's the problem with the wax right. museum or museum thing. If you're not forced to leave, right. you're not going to leave. And the other problem with that as well is that you have the people who are really, really interested in one figure and not interested in something else. And so you have people who aren't really experiencing the same thing at the same time. Hmm. And that was, that was what changed Walt's mind is that, you know, we – could not really have people experience the same thing at the same time if they're just simply walking through a wax museum. Yeah. And so they decided that they were going to incorporate uh, what they what they were doing in Mr. Lincoln, what they were doing in Small World, and they were going to make that part of what was happening in the Pirates Ride, mm-hmm. which is a great idea except for three things. Number one, they didn't have a story. You don't need a story for a wax museum. It's just <laughs> a wax figure of a person. That was, True. That's problem number one. Problem yeah. number two is that the pirates that they really wanted in there were not very Disney-friendly. Right. No, uh, Blackbeard? Yes. Yeah, that's right. not, yeah. So how do you take something that's pirates and actually make it look good, but at the same time make it Disney-friendly? And the third thing is, where in the world are you going to put this thing? As Yeah, it's not going to fit in a basement. No, exactly. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So like how, how it always is with everything at Disney, I mean, things just started getting out of control and ideas were being thrown left and right where they're like, we don't know if we're going to be able to do this. So what what uh, Walt decided to do is he decided to grab um, Claude Coates, who um, was a background painter and Imagineer, and he asked him to help Mr. Davis with what was going on with the characters and the scenes. So uh, what they started doing, they started to uh, construct these scenes that are part, uh, partly part of the bayou. Some of them are from Spain. Some of them are from England. Um, and they just, they decided really quickly, we have to actually – Make believe that we're making a movie set. So they hired 120 actors to go on the set and act out what they wanted to do in different scenes so they could do blocking. They can do. Wow. Yeah, that would be do, so fun. It would be amazing. And yeah. what they would do is they'd actually film them and go back to the film and say, okay, well, we think this is a good idea in this area, but with this number of actors there, we can see we can't do the blocking for it. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to be able to do that. Let's try something else. So it definitely helped with the, what they were doing. Um, and then uh, Blaine Gibson, who was also helping out, um, he said that once you started studying what people were doing, it helped them get a better idea of what the movements needed to be. Because at, during the flume ride, you're only going to have a matter of seconds. Yes. A matter of seconds to tell someone exactly what the character is about just from their movements. Yeah. So they, they wow. studied the movements and made some of them very exaggerated and some of them more subtle so that you can immediately see that's a good guy, that's a bad guy. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty amazing that they did that. For those of you who don't know, blocking is like film and stage right. parlance for just where a character stands exactly. and where it moves. Exactly. Yeah. I was just thinking I would be any of the – I would have been an actor in any of those positions with the exception of the woman running around with the um, rolling pin because she <laughs> had to run a lot. <laughs> it's true. She did. Well, uh, you know, back then she wasn't running around with a rolling oh, yeah. pin. She was being chased. So being chased, yeah. That's right. And we'll get to that. We'll oh. get to that in a minute. But either way, you had to run a lot. Yeah. Either way, either way that was not my job. No. <laughs> so uh, one of the things they did to have a little bit of fun is they decided to model some of the faces after their friends, families, coworkers, and even themselves. So, for instance, and I never knew this, um, when you see the uh, jail scene, the guy who's actually whistling for the dog, that face is the face of a janitor that worked at Wed Industries. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, so it was a little, um, it's a little throwback to, to that as well. Uh, so, so they also decided, you know, we really want to get an idea of how Disney um, and other movies have done pirates in the past and bring it in to try to keep it so it's still family friendly. So they took a lot of ideas from Captain Blood, from the Seahawk, 
and from Treasure Island and incorporated in what they're doing. In these the are scenes. all movies? All movies. Okay. All movies. And Treasure Island was actually a Disney movie that had the biggest impact on the ride as well. Hmm. Uh, so then they decided, you know, now it's time for us to make effects. So, um, for, for instance, when you look up, you can see the clouds. The cloud effect is actually done by taking a rotating disc and you're shining a little bit of light through it. And so as it moves, it makes it look like the cloud on the, on the sky or the ceiling is actually moving. Um, another thing they did was make uh, fireflies out of little Christmas tree lights. So when mm-hmm. you're first launching out, you can see those. But by far, the best best effect is the fire. The yeah. best effect on this ride is yeah, the fire. Yeah, it looks that pretty is, good. It, it looks really real. Good. It looks really real. And what they did is just take uh, silver silk, a fan, and an orange light, and they made it work. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's, it's really good, but it honestly was a little bit too good because the uh, fire chief of Anaheim was not going to let them do it. What he was concerned is that was, a true story? That is a true I've story. Heard that. It's been confirmed. Okay. I, I made sure it was confirmed. Good job. Um, and what? Uh, why he was afraid of this is that he thought that people going through the ride for the first time would think that the ride was on fire, <laughs> and you would have people just leaping from like the a boat. Mass exodus. <laughs> yeah. Everyone would just uh, call nine one one. With their cell phone. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> There's fire, but it, uh, strangely enough, it's not filled with smoke. Yeah, yeah it's, not, it's not hot. It's not warm at all. <laughs> Strange. This thing's been burning for, what, 50 years. So uh, so what they did to, to appease them, they, they made sure that if there was a real fire, that all the fire effects would actually turn off. So, uh, so they did, I, don't, I don't understand how that's going <laughs> to. If he it was. It doesn't help at all. Right. Yeah. If, if he was concerned that people are going to think it's on fire. That's not an appeasement to be like, well, we're going to turn it off in case there is a fire. Oh, maybe the fire chief is dumb. Maybe. It was a long time ago. Maybe they didn't know how yeah. things worked. <laughs> so they decided they had to make it more family friendly. So the, so Walt asked um, Xavier, now ex uh, Atencio, to write the script for the main song for the entire ride. Now, that's a great idea except for one thing. He had never written a script for anything ever at this point. And so he was, huh. you know, he was apprehensive, but Walt, in classic Walt style, uh, he said, you know what, I believe you can do it. And that's all he took for him to actually launch hmm. into it and actually start doing it. So he wrote the uh, Yo-Ho, Yo-Ho, Pirate's Life for Me song with uh, George Bruns, who's one of the Disney songwriters. So uh, this is a dumb question, but that was not a, like a pirate song beforehand. It, it was loosely based on something, okay. but it was not an actual pirate song. He actually wrote it and wrote all the lyrics that no one – I'm willing to bet that no one really knows – no one knows that part. You just kind of hum along, and then you go, "Yo ho!" You know, <laughs> but it's, it's like devils or something. Where really bad eggs? Oh yeah, got me hearty. Oh, yeah, nice. Okay, I always catch the really bad eggs, and I'm like, "What?" But I heard it was really bad aim because it's it, because you're going <laughs> no, through. They're really bad eggs. But but you're going through the the chamber where there's the dynamite on one hand and the can on the other, and no one's shooting each other. And that's where I always hear it with really bad aim, and I'm going. Yeah, yeah, they, they're not. They're like stormtroopers. <laughs> they they can't aim. Yeah. So um, so he wrote that song, and then he continued to write um, just to write the whole script about everything that that was happening in there. Um, and he started to research the pirates and found them to be not okay for it to be on the ride. <laughs> he started really researching what was going on with the pirates, and he said, "Well, so uh, some of the things that they did for pleasure, and some of the um." Diseases that they had, yes, to probably not be in a Disney ride. That's correct. And, and so, yes. yeah, uh, it's certainly not the diseases. No, no, <laughs> like so, scurvy. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, one of them. Yes. <laughs> no, but yes. Yeah, I know. So, uh, so <laughs> what? So X actually took to calling the uh, the ride the Boy Scouts of the Caribbean instead of the Pirates of the Caribbean because he <laughs> thought it was really tame. So um, they had all the ideas, 
rolling around, all the ideas going, but they had no idea how they could pull this off in such a limited space. So um, what they decided to do was they're going to have the ride housed in two buildings. You'll load in on the first building. You'll go a little bit, drop down a little bit lower on the first on the same building. Then you'll drop down into the second building. But for the first time ever, the second building would be outside of the walls of Disneyland. And this was the beginning of the stretching of Disneyland. We've seen that mm-hmm. with many rides since then. Um, so they decided to do that and um, just create a huge soundstage where the, the main attraction would take place. So they started doing this. They started doing all of the construction. And then it got to the point where they needed to show it to Walt. But they w- couldn't really show it to Walt. So what they decided to do is to take the sets that they have, put Walt in an office chair, and push Walt through the attraction <laughs> at the same speed that he would be on in the boat and let him see Before everything. they built the flume? Before they built the flume, before anything else was built, I for him to get the sense. final approval. So How else can you do it? Well, how did, they, how did they push him through the ride before it was built? No, the ride was on a soundstage. They had, oh, they had okay. sets built on the soundstage. Okay, got it. Okay. And so they're pushing him pushing him through. Um, there's, uh, there's I, would several, love for, I would love I, a photo of that. I, yeah. I know. I, I was actually looking for that today, and I couldn't find it. I could find some audio of Walt talking about what he saw, yeah. and I found a video of him showing it off where they had like you know maybe like an eighth, uh, like an eighth of a scale models or something like this, but he's literally being pushed through in an office chair. They're saying, okay, this is what's going to happen right here. You hold on. We're about to go, through, about to go down a waterfall, and now we're going to look at this, and he <laughs> really caught the vision. He loved it. Yeah. Absolutely, and they always said that Walt's favorite ride was whatever ride he was working on. <laughs> but everyone involved in this said this was by far Walt's favorite ride. Wow! By, he was extremely excited about it. That's awesome. But one thing happened that was kind of horrible. About three or four months before the ride opened, Walt passed away from cancer. Mm. And um, as everyone said, when they found out, uh, they sent everyone home from Wet Industries. Everyone went home and. You know, you have grown men who've known this man, who've believed in this man, just sobbing because of what was happening. And a couple days later, they decided, you know what, it's time to wipe our eyes. It's time to roll up our sleeves and let's make this happen for Walt. Mm -hmm. And so they got everything together, um, got everything built. And on March 18th, 1967, uh, the ride opened. Now, instead of just simply opening a ride, they decided to make it a a spectacle. They uh, hired Wally Bogue, who you know and love, Jason, or yeah. you love at least. And um, <laughs> he, they hired a band of pirates, and they took the uh, the sailing ship Columbia captive, which was holding you know important people of the press and also celebrities. Took it captive, took everyone off the boat, and basically forced them through the ride in you know a pirate kidnapping. <laughs> um, and everyone was in for a treat. You know they um, and all the set was. Uh, is over 112,000 square feet. And for anyone, as everyone knows, it's about a little bit over two White Houses. Um, <laughs> it has an 1,838-foot canal, and it uses over 750,000 gallons of water wow. at all times. Um, That's where all the water is. That's why yeah. we're drought. Yeah, exactly. Disneyland. I know. I, <laughs> but no, don't close the ride. It's okay. No. Yeah. My lawn can go brown as long as that ride's open. You have the water already. <laughs> exactly. It's fine. Uh, there's 122 animatronic characters on this ride. Uh, wow, it doesn't seem like that many. But you know what? There's a ton, and I'm willing to bet that you haven't even seen three quarters sure. of well, them. I mean, Especially you, in that fire scene. Well, it's not only the people, right, but it's the pigs, right. the chickens, oh, and yeah. the cats, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. It is a really long ride, too. It's a yeah. 15 minute, a 15 and a half minute ride. It's it's extremely uh, long, but okay. uh, like I said, 122 characters, uh, 68 human, 54 animals, um, and the cost... Three Johnny Depp. And, uh, oh, <laughs> we will get to that. We will get to that. Um, and eight 
it cost $8 million to build, which was half of what it cost during the Louisiana purchase. Wow. It was uh, So it was $15 million for us to buy half of our country, basically, and $8 million <laughs> to make a ride. How many, uh, how many shells, you know? I don't know. Never mind. It's a bad joke. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Continue on. uh, So during the ride, you're taken through four distinct areas, uh, the queue and the bayou. And so I'm going to give you guys a little bit of um, tips and tricks about this. So as you approach the building, you'll see a 31 uh, uh, U.S. flag with 31 stars flying, which would be 1850s. um, And then also the initials of uh, WD and RD above the building for Walt and Roy Disney. Um, Also, as you approach the facade of the attraction, um, you'll notice that it was actually um, somewhat inspired by the Cabaldo uh, building in Jackson Square of New Orleans, um, and that is actually a place that served as the seat of the Spanish colonial government in, in 1799, and it's also where the Louisiana Purchase was signed. So they really try to take in as many things from New, uh, from New Orleans as possible for this. Um, also, once inside, you'll, um, you'll see a pirate guarding the treasure map, pictures of famous pirates, and Johnny Depp. Painted on the walls, <laughs> uh, and you get a really rustic feel like you're actually on a boat deck in the bayou. So you board the boat, but before you actually leave, look up and you'll see a um, you'll see a sign that says uh, Jean Lafitte on it, and that's the pirate who, during the Battle of New Orleans during the War of 1812, he fought alongside the U.S. and helped. Um, after you take off, you pass a uh, a man and a dog on the left. Who's uh, the guy is? Um, I believe he's singing or humming a very slowed down version of playing old, the banjo. I'm oh, sorry, the banjo of Old yeah. Susanna. Very, yeah. very, very slowed down version. Um, yes, go ahead. Are you going to mention the comet? I was. Fudge. <laughs> sorry. Um, and right. if you look up, you can see a comet. Well, because every, well, every 15 to 20 seconds. Because it's before the old man, so I thought you forgot. I about was going to add it in later. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, every 15 to 20 seconds, if you look up, you can see. Um, a comet. Now and then, this. Go ahead. No, I, I don't, I'm going to interrupt you. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> go ahead. This part is uh, of the ride is my favorite. Why? Honestly, because because you 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 leave the boat dock, you leave all the noise behind and all mm-hmm. the whatever, and it's just quiet. It's it is silent. So it's one beautiful. of the only parts of the ride that's relatively quiet. You have like the the crickets or the frogs or whatever. Right. Even the, and you don't even notice that there's a restaurant to the right, like the blue yeah, bayou right there. You can't tell that it's full of people. Right. And and the uh, the firefly effect that they do. Yes. And it's just I don't know why it's it, it's just my favorite part of that whole ride. I'm gonna jump onto his coattails, and I I'm not sure if I rode this ride with you guys the last time we were there, but that is also my favorite part of the ride because every time we pass that man. I say to whoever, whoever I'm next to, that's my dream house. <laughs> I do remember. Oh, I've heard goodness. you say that at least a couple times. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm serious. Like, on the water, all alone, <laughs> sitting on my porch with my dog. Playing the banjo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With a nice beard. Two teeth. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> all right, Terrence, it continue. ridiculous, but I love it. It's all good. No, you don't judge. So um, you, pass the, you pass that area, um, and then you go down to the grotto and Dead Man's Cove. Where you hear the dead men tell no tales, and um, you see the skeleton scenes, the money. That's where the human skeleton or human uh, skull. That's true. The the bed scene. Yes, that yeah. area. Um, and then um, you go down another waterfall into the uh, where you're bombarding the fort, uh, where you have the uh, the ba- the pirate ship, the Wicked Winch, taking on the Spanish fort as well. And it wasn't up until recently that I noticed that. Um, you can actually see. This is really sad that you can see people on the fort itself. My last trip was the first time I ever saw people on the fort. 
Never noticed it until then. On the oh, like the shadows of them fighting? No, on the fort itself, like the actual animatronics on the fort. I never noticed it until the last time I went. Really? Because I'm always looking at the ship. I oh. noticed the shadows sure. fighting for the yeah. first time on my last. Oh, really? On our last ride, but no, I, I don't know what you're talking about, Terrence. If so, if you look at the fort itself, you have the animatronics going on the ship. Yeah. Uh-huh. You have the cannons going, and you have the cannonballs hitting the water, splashing you. And then there's the fort on your right. There are actually are in the arches. There are animatronic figures on the fort as well. Yeah, they're do the they, ones pulling the cannons. Do they from pop that up? Side. Yeah, they do. Okay. They pop up and I may, move, may, and then you have cannons going back and forth, but okay. I never notice the people. Hmm. You may yeah. know what you're talking about. I may not. It looks like a castle. It's a 50-50 shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, that's fine. Wait, where are we? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so you, then you continue to go um, to where the town is being sacked, where the mayor's being questioned, pirates are looting, and winches are being sold. Don't tell him, Carlos. Don't be cheeking. <laughs> Don't be cheeking. <laughs> Love that part. Uh, then you go on to the uh, the jail, the burning town, and the treasure room where you um, escape by going up a waterfall as well. So uh, things stayed the same yeah. like this. I mean, it was a great ride. Fantastic ride, yeah. right? Love it. Th- uh, things stayed the same until I believe it was 1997, and things started to get kind of PC. So there's mm-hmm. the uh, pooped pirate who was uh, basically holding the uh, clothing of a naked woman who was inside of the barrel. Huh. And he was oh, I uh, remember that. Yeah, he was um saying some racy things. This is a PG thirteen thing. It wasn't mm-hmm. bad, but I mean it wasn't good. Yeah. Um and so they uh changed that from the woman to um that oh, trying to remember if it was a pig inside after that. Um anyway. I thought it was the dog. The, the dog keys. is the dog is barking Oh, that's at the, right. That's oh, what's yeah. coming out. So I'm sorry. I, I, it, I totally, it's Jack Sparrow. It yeah, is now. Yeah, now. Yeah, it is now. I'm right. sorry. It went from a uh, from the lady to the pig. Oh, okay. And now to Jack Sparrow. Okay. Also, the chasing scene. The chasing scenes were, were just strictly a man chasing a woman. Um, and then there was a, a larger lady chasing a man. And everyone was offended, saying, how how dare you <laughs> Do that. That's you know whatever weightist. I don't. It's not yeah. sexist. It's not whatever. It's <laughs> Who whatever knows it, is. What it is. So they changed it so that uh, the men being chased were carrying food. <laughs> to make eat, it... eat this. Eat this. No, 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 like no, no, no. They stole the women are chasing the women are chasing the men because, because the men they have stole the food because they picked off of the plate too early. So 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 PC. Um, so <laughs> 2006 with the uh, with how just big of a blockbuster all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies are, they uh, started to add elements of that. So they added yeah. Jack Sparrow. They added uh, Barbosa and Davy Jones at different portions as well, um, not only to scenes but also to dialogue. So now the entire story is everyone's looking for Jack Sparrow. And for some stupid reason, this Spanish fort is trying to protect Jack Sparrow, which no one would ever do. But whatever. It's Disney. <laughs> Just roll with it. Yeah. So, but it, there, that doesn't make a lot of it sense. It doesn't make any sense yeah. at all. But there's some secrets and a few theories about the ride. Theory number one, the entire ride is actually a backward dream sequence. The people who are in the jail eventually escape. They begin ransacking the town with this, their friends because they are released from – or broken out of prison by their pirate friends. Hmm. The, the winches are sold. And then if you look in the bedroom scene, if you look at the – the uh p- the picture of the redhead lady the redhead lady is the redhead lady being auctioned off but in the picture is after she's adapted to the pirate lifestyle mm. okay yes yeah, one it's just a saying, little bit of a stretch. just saying it's a well theory. well it's not the 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 uh as we've mentioned before on the show right that uh that painting is called um a portrait of things to come no i know i'm just saying this yeah. is a theory no this no, no the i'm theory it, is thrown out but i'm saying that right. 
not many people know that it actually has a, a foreshadowing title like that. Right. So. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, the first bridge that you go under on the ride is actually. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. The first bridge you go on, um, go under on the ride is actually a functioning bridge. It leads from the Blue, Blue Bayou restaurant. Um, it also leads backstage and it leads to the ride, and it's used for celebrities so that celebrities can easily get from the restaurant to backstage to wherever they're going next or from the restaurant to get on the ride um, immediately as well. Um, also, as noticed, as, as said earlier, if you look up, um, you can see a shooting star every 15 to 20 you can? seconds. Yeah. I, I love amazing, that. Right? Um, so, <laughs> something that I experienced, and this was neat. So one of the times I was on the ride, we were stuck for like, 30 minutes or so yeah. uh, before the ride started get, uh, going, and eventually they turned off the music, which was cool, except for the fact that all the animatronics were still going. It was kind of creepy. Well, um, the scene where there's three people singing and a guy has an accordion mm-hmm. is actually a real accordion. With the music not going, you can actually hear the air being pressed out as hmm. he goes in and out. So they decided to actually <laughs> use real props to make it just that more, much more lifelike. Um, there are a couple of, I'll call them famous people, who are on? Um, who are voiced on the ride? Uh, Thurl Ravenscroft, who was the voice of Tony the Tiger, is um, a voice of several of the singing pirates, and also the guy who says "Dead Men Tell No Tales" is Paul Frees. Uh, Paul Frees is also your ghost host on Mansion. He was the voice of both John and Paul on the old Beatles cartoon, and he's the voice of the Pillsbury Doughboy. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So, um, and then one, one more. Um, That's two. If it's one, one more. Sorry, one more. Or is it 11? One more. And this one's for Bev. <laughs> this one's for Beverly. Uh, for a while, there's been uh, rumors circulating that uh, there are actually four Jack, Spar- uh, Jack Sparrows on the ride. Uh, now, there's three. There's one where he is by the well scene. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There's another one where he is. I'm sorry, there's there's four. People have been saying they see five. There's uh, the well scene. There is the area where um, he's popping his head out of the barrel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's the other area where um, the guy's sitting on the deck and he's holding the map, and Johnny mm-hmm. and Johnny Depp's looking at the map. And then there's the tre- the final ascent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But people have said they've seen five, and mm-hmm. the people who say that are right. Uh, Johnny Depp has been known to dress in full Jack Sparrow car- uh, I've heard costume and go. And be part of different. <laughs> I heard what on the ride. I heard that he he did that for like to promote the sh- the movie, but then I I heard it wasn't true. He's done it since no, then, I, and I oh, saw really? um saw a video somewhere. I I can't find it right now, but yeah. I did see I saw a video somewhere of him getting getting made up to go on the ride. Oh really? Yes. That's wow. funny. Yeah. So I mean, all in all, it's, it's a pretty rich history. It's amazing that it went from something that would be somewhat lame to like yeah. the. Besides Small World, probably the most iconic Disneyland ride there. Oh, totally. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's, that's uh, awesome. History of Pirates. Cool. Good job. Thank you. Nice. Look that was you. a lot more history than I expected. There's a ton of history. I had to cut yeah. some out because we were at, what, four hours? And... <laughs> <laughs> I think so. We're already at an hour and a half, show, man. man. This was good. Yeah, someone in the chat was like, Jason can't tell time. I go, yeah, I, I can't. <laughs> that's sad. It really is kind of sad, actually. <laughs> um, okay. Well, that that was cool. You know what? I uh, we we talked a couple things about uh, pirates in the past on past shows, like uh, other real skeletons, of course, right? Um, in the grotto there, and then also the lightsaber that's in the treasure room. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really hard to see, but it's in the in one of the barrels in the back. Um, but I found this photo. I think I was at uh, Imagineering or something. I don't know where I was. <laughs> um, and there was a photo of the Stanley Cup in the treasure room. Hmm. 
when the Ducks won the Stan- uh, the Ducks won this or was it the Kings maybe either one of those two people uh, in the nineties I think it was the Ducks or the Kings whatever um, <laughs> they they put the they put the Stanley Cup in the treasure room that's cool so as people walked as people cruised the boat. You could uh, you That's could see the Stanley awesome. Cup. That would be rad. I mean, it would throw you for a little bit, but uh, you know, come on, it's the Stanley Cup for God. Yeah, please. that's cool. Uh, okay, well, I think the only thing left is the fact of the show, and then we're out of here, right? I believe so. We did a lot today. We have nothing. And else we didn't to even do. finish sure? everything. Are you sure we have nothing else to do? You want to do uh, Disney news? You want to do? Uh, <laughs> I think make that this we're a marathon? <laughs> No, I don't. <laughs> Why can't I make anything play right now? What is happening? Uh-oh. Everything's broken. We could do a sad, a wow. sad, uh, the outro. Show without the outro. <laughs> Our thing's not working. That's oh, weird. No. We could do, we could do that. We could sing, the, we can sing it in, out. How, how does it go? Sing it in a minor key. <laughs> but it worked before. It did. It worked at the beginning for sure. Yeah. yeah. So in the um, in the middle of that, it decided to just poop out on us. Well, anyway, that's weird. Well, see now I'm gonna now I'm gonna play uh, some some other music here. Oh no! Oh goody! Oh, I know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much where I thought it was going. Off. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, this is meat. Shut life. up, Taryn! You're ruining it. Definitely. Everyone turns off. You don't talk over meatloaf. Right, anyway, as meatloaf sings us out, uh, the fact of the show. <clears throat> The original sea dragon from the submarine ride, in the old submarine ride, there was a, apparently a sea dragon in there, um, is still in its old location within Finding Nemo submarine ride, but it's stuccoed over with rocks. Oh. Instead of pulling it out and, and taking it out and doing whatever they do with these, like, anima- not animatronics, but these old props from the rides, right. they just plastered stucco and uh, rock over it. and uh, So it's encased in the same position, wherever it was. Uh, but, uh, you know. Well, hopefully they can tear it out when they put in the, uh, the speeder ride right oh there. Stop yes! it! Entombed, if you will. Not going yeah, to happen. Star Wars! I will tell you a rumor I heard. Oh, uh, that they're blowing up Autopia? Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, nothing. They're working, uh, they're working on a temporary, uh, Star Wars overlay for, uh, Space Mountain. I heard that also. It's going through, it's going through, uh, approval process, apparently. I'm okay with it. Temporary. I, I want that so bad. Anything you temporary, do? I yeah. am totally good with. I don't like Space Mountain. It'll make me want to go on it. You don't like Space Mountain? It's old. It's... To me. So is Pirates. I, why can't I have opinions? It's old to me. You can. You can. It's just, they're not, not, not correct. Old, not, as, not as old as in it was built a long time ago, but I'm like, I'm, I'm over it. Yeah. Oh, I am not. I I love that ride so much. There's a... Okay. You should ride it with Sam. It's always new and exciting. <laughs> can I say something real quick? So one time I did ride it with Sam, and I don't know how... And you were there too, Beth. I don't know how this dude did it, but you know the picture at the end? Everyone's posing. Sam has his shirt off. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> like... You weren't right. I was riding next to him during that. And I love that so much. 
what? Wow. Yeah, so I had no idea what was, I had no clue what was going on until we got to the picture and I was like, oh my gosh, where are your clothes? And he's making the creepiest face. But the crazy thing is, from the, from that the time, straps you in. Like how? I know yeah. he's little, but like, how did he do that? But he must time, not have pulled it down that hard. But the time, from the time the picture was taken, <laughs> the time we got back to the loading area, shirt back on, normal looking, nothing ever happened. No That's clue. Amazing. Like, we had no idea. Do you have this photo? No, because it was uh, back in like flip phone days. Yeah, yeah. And I don't. Uh, have so like eight pixels it, of paleness. It had like really it was like a half of one pixel. It was. It was actually. And now, back then. but you know what? Now, if you do something like that, you'll get blocked. They'll block your photo. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's well, like true. women, but I feel like a guy taking a shirt off. I think that's fine. That is amazing. No, I mean, nowadays they would still do it. Oh, really? dude, yeah, it was. So. We laughed about it for a it, long. time. We're still laughing about it. It was yeah. hilarious. That's amazing. That's amazing. All right, let's get out of here, huh? <laughs> okay, goodbye. All right, everyone, thanks for hanging out with us uh, for this epic show, hour and 36 minutes. Uh, but, you know, it was worth it. Uh, thanks to Howard from the Bay Lake Society. Uh, check them out next time you're in Walt Disney World and follow them on Twitter and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, uh, until next time, see you in the parks.